Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I'm your host, Shemaine Laney. I'm a fitness and nutrition expert, certified iridologist, and biohacker. And this week, I have a very special local guest on from Carstairs. Am I correct? Crossfield, actually. Crossfields. I always get both of them confused. So we're going to be talking to Ramona K. Coaching from Crossfields, <laughs> Alberta <laughs> today. Uh, Ramona is a women's personal empowerment coach specializing in the gentle trauma release methods and fitness training in a way that's sustainable for women. And Ramona is going to talk to us a lot more about that. So Ramona, thank you for joining us. It's always nice to have someone local on. So can you tell us a bit about what you got, what got you into the health industry in the first place? Why? And then, of course, why did you get into the whole trauma thing, which seems to be a really hot topic nowadays? Yeah, great. I'm really happy to come and talk. I love your um, intention, which is always about getting to the root of things and getting underneath and the holistic approach. And and that's really what I desire as well, is is helping people to um, feel the way they want to feel and addressing what's maybe in the way, in a holistic way. So I began my interest in health actually when my mom was an herbalist when I was a, t- a teenager. And I kind of started out that way around um, 2009 with an interest in herbs and holistic health. And then it kind of evolved and grew into more of who I am and what I feel really drawn to. And fitness was something I, I find is very empowering. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was the layer of fitness. However, I, I noticed the limitations that I had when women um, gave up on themselves or you might call it sabotage or they couldn't make them themselves a priority. And I realized that there was an aspect here that was missing. And that's when I became a personal empowerment coach. And that uh, itself was really eye-opening and um, very rewarding. But then my eyes were open to the effects of trauma. And um, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And um, it's just, once I could see the opportunity to help women finally feel the way they want to feel, come back to themselves, trust themselves, be able to breathe, see their worth, and that releasing trauma was key in getting there. Well, I just, that was it for me, I'm I'm in. Count me in. Yes, please. So um, to me, that's like the, the magical, powerful missing ingredient um, to help women and men too, but women are my niche to really become empowered. And to me, empowered means you, you have agency, you have choice in how you show up. You're no longer on autopilot and you're no longer defaulting to what your body learned to do to survive. So it's, it's a, uh, it's very exciting. So I'm interested in something you said before we go on. You said uh, something intrigued you about people or women not showing up for themselves. Yeah. Where they just stop showing. Did you mean 
in fitness or in, in classes with you or did you mean like in nutrition how did you see them stop because I find it's easier to get women to show up to personal training or classes than to keep mm -hmm. on their nutrition yes so anytime there was something required where like like if I have a woman come and train with me in person she just has to drag her body through the threshold and then I've got this right whereas when she's on her own she's navigating her life her routines, her habits, her autopilot. Um, so yes, the nutrition is where the clients will fall off. And also if I had clients doing a program that was maybe doing some activity or strength training or resistance training on their own, like through online or whatever, anything that required them to um, implement something new or change their routine or make themselves a priority in their regular lives when they weren't with me, it was it was heartbreaking because I would see a woman in tears feeling so much guilt and feeling like she'd failed. And it's really that her life wasn't structured to support her well-being and she didn't know how to change it. And it was more than just knowing what to eat or how to exercise. There was a, a huge emotional component to this that needs to be addressed. Yeah, so it's, it's not so much the life as it is the mind. If I was. And, yeah. And the nervous feet. system. Yeah, because even if I tell a client, oh, can you do this extra at home? I already know in my head, chances are she's not going to do it, but at least I tried. And, mm -hmm. and realistically, personal trainers and gyms wouldn't make any money if people were going to do stuff at home. People won't do stuff at home. And that that's <laughs> the hard truth. They need to be held accountable. Yeah. So the reason I wanted to speak to you then is because... Obviously, you're local and I work with a lot of local people, um, mm -hmm. but you're in the area now of trauma, which is mm -hmm. something that I can't get into. I do not want to get into it. I have no desire to get into it at all, but you're doing it. So mm -hmm. can you tell us just on a very basic level, what yep. is trauma? What what would yep. on the simplest way? We don't have to be all fancy. Trauma is a nervous system response to a perceived threat that has an element of feeling escapable, even briefly. So this can be physical, emotional, financial, social threat. So this is vast. Okay, this is where I find women um, don't actually consider that their nervous system and that, that a trauma response is what's driving their decisions. Uh, because they didn't have, you know, say, the two, three things that come to their mind when they think of trauma. And I have worked with many women who have experienced those big things that I'm sure I don't need to name. Um, and, and that's significant as well. So, but sometimes it's where they felt they couldn't be seen or heard. They didn't matter. They were dismissed, rejected. Uh, there's so many ways um, that Trauma is your body responding to a perceived threat that feels inescapable even briefly. So let's just say in an um, exaggerated scenario that, that you live in a building that's on fire. And for a, a brief moment, you don't know how you're going to escape. You feel trapped. You do escape and you're fine. But that alarm response in the body is still there. So then you might find that you're being triggered other things and i've witnessed this exact scenario with this exact situation with um clients and with uh, case studies and when 
the trauma from that thing is released in your body knows the threat's gone, I'm safe. The triggers stop coming up. It doesn't flood you. It's not in your face. So sometimes you think, well, all this time has passed or it's not that big a deal or other people had it worse than me. I wasn't abused. That's irrelevant. So I look to the symptoms first because uh, most of us are usually not as aware of what trauma can show up as. So no matter what it was, no matter how long ago it was, yeah. even if you think you're over it, that experience, whether or not it was an abusive relationship that you can escape, maybe you were a really young teenager who was made to <clears throat> have a termination, whatever it was that you couldn't get out of, doesn't matter how long ago it was, it left an imprint on your nervous system. Exactly. Okay. And it, it, sometimes you have multiple layers of that. So you'll have a similar feeling that layers up and you, you're doing okay for a while. And then something happens years or decades later. And that's the straw that breaks the camel's back, even though it's all attached. So let's say you were rejected by your best friend and humiliated in front of your peers. And then let's say you were betrayed by a partner. And then 20 years later, you're fired and humiliated from your job. And that's the thing that pushes you to the threshold, even though it's being triggered by all these past things. And that's not people's job to figure that out. That's my job. But it's just helping to understand there's a reason why your body's responding that way. And it's not because your thinking is wrong, necessarily. It's, it's completely unconscious. How much of the population do you think has some sort of trauma issues? If you were to guess. <laughs> Again, I don't have any research on that, but based on what I've witnessed, <laughs> a large majority. Uh, and it's not because you're broken or something wrong with you or you need a label on you. It's just that there's an opportunity for healing so that you can expand because uh, the trauma responses are constricted. They keep us shrunk down, small, defensive, uh, whatever it is. And when there's an opportunity for healing, it's an opportunity to be free of that and expand into this more joyful version of you. Do you think that before 2019, well, the end of 2019, less people had experienced trauma and then over the last few years, because between the news and everything that was going on the last few years, people thought they were dying. They thought their kids were going to be taken away. They That's traumatic. People couldn't sleep. They couldn't think. So if I would be so bold, I would say it's a lot more now than it was before 2019. Well, here's what I've witnessed is, first of all, people who had already been through trauma and maybe were doing okay for a while, this triggered it and brought all the symptoms flooding back. The feeling that there's no good in the world or whatever it was, it flooded them with symptoms because it was triggering their traumas on top of this current thing. And what I, I think too is for some people is it created situations that caused trauma where it's lack of financial safety, uh, lack of social connection, um, isolation, um, all those things can also of course create a trauma response so yes <laughs> I would say it worsened things for many people the news was traumatic for a lot of people like you had to be oh yeah thick skinned to get through that and come out the other side somewhat okay um yeah 
So, so what, when someone, I do want to get into what gentle trauma release is, but before that, what are these mm-hmm. symptoms that you recognize that would scream, hey, there might be some underlying trauma here in this person? Um, there is. Um, so just to kind of clarify, like I don't treat clinical PTSD because that may require some medical intervention, at least for a, a period of time to get the symptoms managed. However, um, there's physical, uh, emotional, and cognitive or uh, motivational symptoms. And I'll touch on some of the most common ones, but I also have a free download that people can receive from me to explore the longer list on their own, right? Because it's, it's, it's connect the dots. But um, so for example, um, emotional, well, if someone's chronically anxious or chronically low, or they may be pendulum swing between both, that's saying there's some alarm bells going off in the body. And, uh, or maybe they just can't feel safe to feel their emotions. And I find when people don't feel safe to feel their emotions, it's all anxiety because mm-hmm. they don't want to feel. Um, emotionally numb, disconnected. So that's where you might notice people um, sabotaging with binge eating and snacking and out of control sort of behaviors with food. Uh, it's the soothing and the numbing and the disconnect. Yeah, they're looking for the yeah. sugar, dopamine, serotonin. Yeah. Hits. yeah, or that disconnect, like just that disconnect and soothe, numb, right? Mm-hmm. Even the brain fog. So uh, those are our big ones. And just that feeling of hopelessness, like life is an endless replay of the past, not feeling like you have a bright future. Um, and then physically, of course, there's many, but a lot of common ones are um, autoimmune will crop up in relation to trauma. Mm. And I see it quite played out a lot with my clients. Um, because of that armoring. stress response, right? Yeah, because it's so damaging. Long-term. Well, the inflammation and the damage to the good and everything, yeah. Yeah. Um, so autoimmune, but also just a lot of pain, inflammation, or anything that came seemingly out of nowhere, like this mm-hmm. random thing, symptom that either wasn't there before or just dramatically got worse is usually a, something to get curious about with trauma, even things like lack of sleep, mm-hmm. right? Uh, muscle pain and, and tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the um, cognitive ones. So when your body is triggered or in a, uh, there's a lot of trauma in your system, your creative mind is not functioning. So your primitive brain is taking over. So you might have a very limited view of the world, all bad, or that you're always going to screw up, or this always happens and everyone has it in for me, or I can't trust anyone, or you don't see choices. Like if this is the way I'm stuck in this way of existing, and you can't actually see that there's other ways to exist or other options or alternatives. You just aren't resilient. Would that That's include someone feeling like a failure as well? Someone who constantly feels like I'm no good. My business is failing, not me. Other people, yeah. though, with that, that would be the same. Thing. Absolutely. Yeah, because um, the emotions of shame and guilt. So basically, I'm not good enough and what I do isn't good enough. So I've got to prove myself. Um, those are, are very much attached to trauma. And again, you don't need to actually know, oh, it's because this thing, you don't need to know that. But if, you're, if your inner critic is, takes over and keeps it from moving forward in your life pretty much all the time, or sabotages you all the time, or you have this feeling like you need to hide parts of yourself because they're no good, and prove and pretend, or perform and achieve, those are usually attached to trauma. And it's 
common a thread through my clients, for sure. Were you going to mention physical trauma and maybe I cut you off? Oh, um, I don't remember why I was going with that thread. <laughs> no. um, yeah, so with like the physical symptoms, again, they're vast, uh, but you can get curious about when they showed up or when they got worse. That's but the, the muscle actually, tension is a big one. Yeah, that, I'm sorry to cut you off. It's how I roll. Go ahead. Um, it's all right. Your ideas are common. Let them out. <laughs> when, whenever I'm speaking to someone that I think may have a thyroid issue or some sort of autoimmune issue, Sjogren's, MS, something like that, I'll always go back to, did something traumatic happen to you in the last few years? So when did the symptoms start? Okay, five years ago. What happened five years ago? And they mightn't connect the dots until I ask them the question. Then it might be, oh, I had a root canal or I got breast implants or I got a specific medication that I didn't want or something mm -hmm. like that. And that's traumatic. And people don't think of a root canal as traumatic, but it is traumatic. <laughs> don't take stuff out of my mouth. <laughs> Physical trauma too. So yes. Like there's so many different ways. So I think it's helpful to not feel like you need to be labeled and give it some kind of pathology because uh, that's just simply not necessary. And when I work with women, it's not about let's label this and diagnose that. And no, no, we're going to allow you to settle in your body so that you can feel safe to uh, be present. And as, as you release the, the bodily response of trauma, you can come back to your body and feel safe and I navigate differently. Would you agree that I think we may not even need a label for this anymore when we accept no. most of the people have this? I'll be the first to admit I've had some trauma. I have trauma. I have some symptoms or side effects from it. Mm -hmm. So therefore, if everybody has it, we don't need a label. We just have to kind no. of open our eyes and ears and see like, this is just how it is. This is what part of being human is. Yeah, and people are different. Some people have a more sensitive nervous system, and this is a biological thing. So one person can go through an experience, and it's really not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Another person can go through an experience, and it, it's they're not okay. Um, and that's just how we are wired. So that's the truth. It doesn't matter what other people have been through. It's entirely irrelevant if other people have had it worse than you. Um, and I think all you need to do is, even without calling it trauma, just go, I'm not feeling resilient. I don't feel like myself. I need to come back to feeling resilient. Hmm. How am I going to do that? Right. Rather than labeling it um, as, you know, just thinking of those handfuls of things that we used to associate trauma with. And that could be just to help people understand that could be for a time frame. You said, I'm not feeling resilient now. So I'm going to put it like this. I'm a very resilient person, very but once in a while, I'll go through these periods of time, a day or two where I don't feel resilience and I'm emotional and I'm just like, maybe I need a different career or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. but, but overall, I like if I have a real talk with myself, I know I'm going to bounce back or whatever. But some people, yeah. they've been so impacted or maybe it's their personality in general by trauma that mm -hmm. they're they're not very resilient. Like on a resilient scale, they're probably only a number one, whereas I might be a number nine or 10. Yeah. 
yeah, it's partly your own personality. We're all so unique. And one thing I've noticed too, it depends on where you love through this hard thing. Uh, because I've, I've worked with some women that have been through unspeakable things and no love. They, they shouldered this pain alone. And of course, the trauma imprints in their body. Whereas I've talked to other women that have been through a difficult experience, loved through it, supported yeah. through it, and it didn't imprint on their body. That's in the same way, they loved through it. And that's something to consider as well. Yeah. That's that's really interesting, actually. I never would have considered that that two women could go through the same traumatic experience, but if one had yeah. support and love and sisterhood, they're bringing her through it, mm -hmm. then the, the damage is lessened. Of course, yeah, because your nervous system, we're humans, we're meant to heal in the presence of others. We're meant to have that social engagement. That's our number one survival response is social engagement. And that is quite often cut off and missing. Your primary home where you grew up, you did you were not emotionally safe, mentally safe, physically safe. Even if you weren't abused, maybe you weren't able to show your emotions and you were shut down. There's many, many ways this can show up, right? Um, so social engagement is our number one survival response. And if we don't have that, then we either go into the fight or flight, so overactive or shut down numb. Mm -hmm. Hence how people responded with lockdowns and isolation and Unfortunately, yeah. some people didn't respond well at all to that. It was awful. Really, it was awful. And I have it pretty good. Like, I didn't have a marriage crisis. My children did okay. Mm -hmm. I'm still a roof over my head. But it was still awful. So I can't imagine someone else with other issues, like family issues coming up, how much worse that would have been. Yeah, and again, who already had traumatic experiences before that, and maybe they're not resilient in their personality yeah. already. I mean, it, it's yeah. so sad to even think about what happens. But yeah. so you then moved into, and correct me if I'm wrong, gentle trauma release. That's right. So it's a, this is a yeah. certification. So it's called the gentle trauma release method. Uh, so that it's a, an online school and also... 30 hours of practicum to pass before I'm able to receive it. So I've been practicing now um, for two years. I believe it's quite a reputable school, is it? Well, from what I know, I mean, I met the founder and the um, professor, the lead professor through my coaching school I was in prior for empowerment. And she was creating this as a therapist and a coach. Um, with based on all the research that's already out there about trauma and putting it to, in a way, put it together in a way that's accessible, elegant, effective, strategic, and consistently works. Mm. So I was honored to, I was the first graduate in Canada because I'm like, yep, sign me up, I'm in, I'm in, right? And it was COVID, so I'm like pounding the books and, and watching the videos and doing the homework because I'm like, I just couldn't get enough of it. When you know, you know. When you know it's your yeah. calling, you just know. <laughs> so what yeah. is it exactly? What is this practice? So the primary foundation of it is the polyvagal theory, and that's by um, Stephen Porges. And this is based on the vagus nerve, the ventral vagus nerve, and how that uh, promotes the feelings of safety in the body, so that social engagement and all those other things. And there's also a lot of other research from other um, therapists and, and um, psychologists and so on. So there's elements of psychology, elements of talk therapy, elements of other things like EMDR and 
um, CBT, but it's based primarily on the vagus nerve. So this is why it's a body-based work. So what I've had clients say to me who tried the things is, what I love is this isn't just sitting and talking, it's actually working through it. So mm -hmm. you're actually getting from one place to another and not just living through the same stuff. Who wants to do that, right? Um, so it's working with the body in a very strategic way. I don't know if you've heard of Robert Greene. Uh, I'm a big fan of him, but he has proposed, like, he's a very well-known author in the in the realm of self-mastery and becoming your best self and everything. And he has said like, realistically talk therapy is unhelpful it doesn't help people you need to get some practical techniques and you need to get people doing stuff creating habits and teaching them tapping or whatever it is talk therapy it seems to be not helpful for most people yeah like everyone will have their thing that seems to help them and that's cool uh when i connect with women that have lived with trauma and they know it because they've tried all the things, um, what they've told me is that this feels more complete and it doesn't take so long. Um, so it doesn't take months and months and months and months to start feeling better. And what I noticed too is sometimes if you know you've been through something that you'd rather forget or put behind you, you don't want to have to keep, you just want to put it behind you and that's understandable. It takes a little bit of courage. Um, but what I love to tell women is on the other side of that is freedom. You can be free of the things that you wish hadn't happened or that you'd like to put behind you without just blocking it. And this is beautiful. So I see right in front of me, you can take something that you wish had not happened or experience or an emotion that you can't, you had to suppress and get to the other side of it and feel that it doesn't own you anymore. It's no longer intrusive. And then we can continue moving forward with how you maintain your well-being. So what are one or two techniques that you do with people? Um, there's there, uh, there's a lot of ways that you can stimulate the vagus nerve. They're not all appropriate for a Zoom call, like yeah, jumping yeah. in a plunge bath or something. So some of them, like there's they're layered together in pieces. So sometimes we're using the throat and we're actually humming, like okay, Happy birthday or whatever, right? Yeah. And the eye movements, like the EMDR, where you're moving the eyes, are incorporated strategically in different ways. And there's other protocols as well besides that, but there's um, different movements using a body that activate your vagus nerve and say, I'm safe. And there's also other things that can be quite powerful that are like an unfinished response in the body. Uh, because if you think of when your body is in freeze, like think of a, a rabbit that's hiding from a coyote, right? It's not moving, but underneath, wow. There's a ton of energy. It's like having your foot on the gas and your foot on the brake at the same time. The energy is surging through your body and that has not come out. So when it might be months, years, decades later, when I work with the client, we're able to bring that out. Uh, and there might be a couple different protocols along the way to get to the point where it's done. I feel complete. And that is where the freedom begins. So along with these techniques and the humming and the singing and all of that, there's also mm -hmm. some talk there to bring out yeah. the trauma and help you understand and then move that into the vagus nerve release. Yes. So there might be some emotions that need to be released, um, defensive actions that need to be released, uh, because there's 
you know, such a range of experiences that we've had, right? Um, yeah, so, but it's always done within the session. So if, if we, we don't just dive in and go, okay, what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Let's go there, right? We don't do that. <laughs> we usually start with what's most recent. What triggered you? What yeah. triggered you? So a woman I worked with, um, she had a triggering experience with her, her, her husband and family stuff. You like family conflict, drama. But it triggered her childhood trauma. So she couldn't, it was like, you, you just, you can't even, you don't even know what's happening, right? She was triggered so badly because her body was in survival mode. So we actually had to clear that, that thing that happened, that, that, that confrontation. Yeah. In the grand scheme of it, from the outside, it looks like nothing. But to her body, it's like, this is just like that. So her nervous system was full fight or flight. So we were together for a few calls and her husband said to me, you're like a different person since you've been working with Rubona. It's not because she changed. She just stopped going into to survival mode and was able to have a different perspective to navigate what was going on. That's great. That's life-changing. Yeah. And there's dips along the way. Like, so if you've been carrying trauma for decades and years, you've been existing a certain way. So you don't just hum and sing and feel good and then walk away. Okay, I'm good. I'm ready to live my life. There's some steps along the way to help you maintain your well-being, learn to exist differently, and create your empowered identity so that the person you are becoming, you trust yourself, you see your worth, you have boundaries, and you aren't existing the way you did before. So that's part of it. Is there specific age groups that you work with? And I'll elaborate on that. From what I've seen, younger adults, early 20s, they're not ready or they don't want to face any trauma they may have experienced in their teens or childhood, maybe because maybe because the hormonal stage is at that stage we all know young adults are a bit pig-headed as well but mm -hmm. also there's a fear factor they maybe haven't built up their confidence as a person but then I wonder is it because at that age they're really just focused on getting their life together and deciding what they want to do with their life yeah like if I think of myself in my 20s like I didn't know what trauma was um and with me, my, my niche is typically women over 40. And women in general, um, they don't all have to be over 40, but that's who loves working with me because I get them, right? Um, so for younger people, I haven't done work with younger people um, as far as the trauma work. And um, what I notice is women get to like 30, 35, and they're like, these coping mechanisms are getting tired. They may not see it that way, but they're like, something's not working here, right? And then you get to 45, 50, you're like, I'm done with this BS. Uh, and some of the clients I've worked with over 60 and even 70, they recognize, I don't want to feel this way anymore. I've tried all the things. What can I do? And they just, they realize I can't go on like this anymore. That's what it seems to come to sometimes. Some of my clients and followers are not going to like to hear this, but in my defense, I did a video at the start of the summer explaining why my older clients are usually my more successful clients. And yeah. the way I see it is, and it's sad, 
as you were saying it, I'm like, that's very sad to wait until you're 60 or so to take it seriously and take action. But once a woman is in her 40s, 50s, 60s, at, from what I see from working with people is they're more ready to take their health seriously, mental health, emotional health, physical health, more seriously than younger people, which is sad because at that stage, you reflect, oh my God, I just wasted the last decade feeling horrible and hating myself or whatever. But I, re I really do see that. And I, I, I've said it many times, um, but yeah. Well, I think too, it's maybe the self-awareness, right? So rather than existing, it's like looking at it from another angle and becoming a little more self-aware. And quite often when we get to 40, 50, they're starting to take their power back. And it's, and sometimes when I get to work with women that are 40, 50, 60, it's not that they haven't tried, it's just what they tried hasn't worked yeah. <laughs> or not not enough. It maybe got them through, so um, it got them through, but it, it wasn't enough, it didn't feel complete. Um, but I, what I see is 40, 50, 60, they start to take their power back and question, the labels they've given themselves, the role they have in their life, and realizing, I think I want more for myself. And maybe the appropriate word was not so much they don't take it serious. I'm sure there's a few people in that category, but younger women, 20s, 30s, we're still raising a family. We're preoccupied. Yeah. We've got our careers. We've got weddings we've got all of that and generally as you get older you don't have all that taking up your time or space in your head either yeah well you know hearts out to moms with young children because that is an all-encompassing time I get it I have two boys oh, I couldn't. Um, it's it's, <laughs> it's all-encompassing and you do the best you can oh, yeah. um the and then I think um as you start to get, you know, a little bit older, you start to realize you want to claim a little bit more of your life. You want to claim a more piece of yourself. You want to heal your heart. You want to feel good in your body. And you realize that the direction you're going isn't working for you. Yeah. Yeah. At that stage of my life is done. I've raised my kids. Now on to the next stage. <laughs> it's, not, it's unfortunate. Mine are teenagers now. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunate, we can't do everything, even though most of us would love to. I would not have, well, I'm not having any more kids. It's not going to happen. But I look at some of my clients with toddlers, two and three. And I one of my clients had seven kids and a dog. And I was like, you're a better person than me. I couldn't do that at all. And a husband, like, how do you even have that much love? I don't know how you do that. <laughs> well, I see some families like that and, and I just admire them. They just have the right personality, the right dynamics. They've got it and mm. you can see it. They're not faking it. They're, um, so that's awesome that they've got that in them. What I would say to the women that are a little bit younger, especially if you're raising your children, that if you give yourself this space for healing and don't consider it just a luxury, you are changing the tra trajectory of your children's lives. So when you heal those parts of you that need to be healing, you are changing your children's lives, literally. So it's so valuable rather than waiting till they're all grown up and gone. Like, take that opportunity to, to heal. You'll show up differently and you'll show a different part of yourself to your children as well. 
Yeah, so it's not just that lead by example, like we would do with nutrition or fitness. It's more that your energy, your response, your relationship with your kids and family is going to change and be more positive. Yeah, you can experience more joy, even though life's not perfect. It's busy. It's hard. You could still experience more joy when your nervous system is is regulated by releasing trauma. Yeah, this has been fascinating and you i just threw you some curveball we weren't working off a script so you're well no that's all right so where can people find out more about you of course you're local in alberta but where can people find you on social media and your website and stuff yeah so i work online just you know if you're not local to my area i work all on zoom for as far as the coaching goes so you don't need to drive anywhere um so my website is rk like ramona k coaching rkcoaching.ca and I have a Facebook page uh, under Facebook uh, Ramona K coaching same thing for Instagram Um, those would be the two probably the two best places and then I have a private group for women that you can request it's called showing up for myself great and then people can just message you on social media if they want to chat with you yep Uh, follow my page message me Um, sign up for my newsletter on my website and and you'll get my blog and my newsletter and you mentioned a free pdf is that on your website it is yes so it's called a gentle trauma assessment Mm -hmm. so I can provide a link if you want to put it in the comments but it's well this is a wonderful way for you to get curious because we maybe touched on some stuff that um, inspired some curiosity or an aha moment or like oh right so what I encourage women to do is go to my website, download the gentle trauma assessment, it's no charge, and you'll get to sit down and look at the um, emotional, physical, and mental symptoms of trauma that can show up and get curious. And if you start noticing a pattern there, it, it leads you through a little bit to help you connect the dots a bit. And then I invite you to have a conversation with me to explore it a little bit more. It's really all it is. There's, there's no pressure. Yeah, great. That's great. So I'll share all of the links in the description. This has been awesome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for sharing yeah. your knowledge with us. I appreciate it. It's been lots of fun. Okay. Well, thank you. And we might do a, a round two later on in the year and see yeah. how things are progressing and what else, because we always learn. We never stop. So you might learn a lot more in the next six months. Yeah, there might be a real deeper dive on one little nugget of, of information we want to just expand on a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you have a great day and thank you for spending some time with us. Thanks so much.